Hello and welcome to another new episode. I'm Mark Gray. And I'm Stephen Gray. So, um, it's Monday. I hope you're all having a good start to your weeks. And where are we, Mark? We are sitting in a car. Sitting in uh, Mark's car because the place place we normally do our podcast is a little bit noisy today. So we thought we'd test out using the car. Apparently it's got nice acoustics. So we'll we'll see. Um, so, what are we talking about today, Stephen, seeing as you are the assigned... I, am I assigned the you this task. Have you noticed how I am the brains behind... Well, the brains... The brains, anyway. I was going to say, not the beauty... Like, there's there's no beauty, but I'm the brains, anyway. True, true. And, um, actually, Patricia uh, sent me an email today saying that she was listening to our podcast and she thinks we're humorous. So, <laughs> it's official. There is one. There we is are one humorous. Thing. We are very funny. There you go. Apparently. Right, let's get on it. Right, so we're today I wanted to talk about, or we were going to talk about, um, a little bit more in depth about why you store fat around your stomach. I've sp- spoken to a, a few, actually guys, and they said, um, great episode last time about um, menopause, but if I'm storing fat around my stomach, does that mean I'm going around through the menopause as well? And uh, obviously I had to look this up. Um, <laughs> being but, not being. But uh, to be fair, then. Guys, they do actually say that British men are becoming more and more female in the way their hormones are because of the environment and things. So, do you know what? I wouldn't... I would... Uh, well, it's not going to happen. However, more and more issues that women face um, that are normally specific to them, I reckon, are becoming more and more yeah, they are. prevalent yeah. in And that's due to a lot of the toxins, um, the the what they call xenoestrogens, the outside sort of estrogens that... Um, basically affecting men's testosterone and things. But anyway, we're going to talk about why you'd store fat around your stomach if it's not a menopause reason. Okay. So yes, exactly. So for men and for women, young uh, women who aren't heading towards the menopause, who are kind of 20 to, to be fair, 20 to 35, 40. Plus it can be a reason th- going through the menopause as well. Yeah. And this is for men, women... This can be for anyone, really. Uh, but I think we should differentiate between what we mean by storing fat around your stomach because, obviously, you've got your belly button area and then you've got your sort of hip area, and people kind of treat them as the same, but they are a little bit different in the reasons why you store fat around there. Um, so to go on to that, the, the reason you store fat around your hips, so what people call the love handle area, is because generally, in most cases, because of the amount of processed carbohydrate you eat or the amount of carbohydrate generally it can actually be related to the amount of carbohydrate you eat if you're eating too much for you to be able to handle you'll store body fat around your hips so basically if you're eating white bread pasta things like that all of the white foods generally you're going to far more likely to store fat around your hips and it should be said that when you say uh, processed carbohydrates for you that it really is he really means that in that some people can, you know, you can have a friend who can eat a whole load of what looks like processed, refined, sugary, sugary carbs that are terrible, um, that we're saying are bad. They are bad for health. However, it might not affect them in the same way it would perhaps affect you. So everyone, you know, everyone has that friend who seems to be able to eat whatever they want and not put on fat. And that will be because they're more able to handle carbohydrate than, well, the majority of people are. But exactly. But it is the large, large percentage of us can't have uh, lots of processed, refined carbohydrates and not put on fat around 
Uh, I mean, Mark, you've area. done a test recently, haven't you, where you decided to uh, <laughs> test that you were able to do this. Is that not right? Or, or, is, or am I wrong? Is that... Uh, uh, it's... Yeah, oh, that wasn't a test. A little bit harsh there. Uh, in, involuntary test. Actually, I went to... Um, Jamie Oliver's uh, recipes over the weekend and I with my girlfriend I cooked uh, beef wellington and we you know th- let's be honest it's not the best it's got lots of um, Was it pastry it wasn't gluten free uh, but we were taught how to cook it and then we we got one each and if you want to go to sleep after a meal have beef wellington because that destroyed me, and uh, yeah, you might might be right. I probably, if I checked my uh, hip area, I'm I'm going in the dark, keep, keeping my clothes on until uh, I probably have gone up in um, body fat around that area because of the refined carbohydrates I had. However, I would suggest actually that it's a really good uh, day out to do, and if we're actually considering f- uh, bringing it to the DVCC, not obviously Jamie Oliver, um, because he. Just not replying to my texts, but um, we're thinking about having some healthy cooking, you know, demonstrations and how to cook and lessons and yeah. lessons uh, at the DVCCs or somewhere close. So if anyone has any contacts or knows of anyone that would be good at that, then let us know because it, it was really good fun. And I reckon it'd be great for all a couple of hundred of DVCC clients to get along and cook together. Well, That'd I think we could have a, a massive banquet. That would be awesome. awesome. Anyway, I digress. So we we covered why you'd store fat on your hips, but today we're actually talking about the belly button area. So a lot of people get confused between the two, and there's a distinct difference between why you store fat around your belly button area as opposed to, say, your hip areas, your chest, or your thighs, or whatever whatever it may be. And... The main reason, Mark, for your belly button area, what's the, the main reason you'd store it fat around there? Um, stress from a younger sibling, generally. <laughs> for me, that's, it's stress. And for me, obviously, it's stress from my little brother, Stephen. So, yeah, the main reason you would, or the, one of the main reasons you store fat around your belly button area is due to the a high amount hor- of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Um, you release that when you are stressed. That's right. So... Basically, you'll store fat around your tummy area when you find that you're going through times of more stress. Um, But we should also say that um, there's a lot and a lot of different things that can cause you to release this hormone. And when we say release this hormone, we mean release it excessively because actually um, cortisol is important to, to have in your body and to use. So, for example, when a lot of people find that they can't get up um, very well in the morning so they they say they struggle to get out of bed basically you should hop out of bed you shouldn't have to wait for your alarm you should pop out of bed straight away and a point on that this morning I struggled to get up uh, my 6am alarm call I struggled to get up and that was because of the processed foods and that, that was because of the gluten and things like that yeah exactly yeah. so um, but the it's actually cortisol is one of the main hormones that will allow you to pop out out of bed your cortisol should be high in the morning And basically throughout the day, it should decrease until you're going to bedtime and it should be really low, you know, almost on the floor. And that allows you to actually sleep. So what happens is a lot of people find that they have an inverse cortisol relationship. In other words, they struggle to get out of bed, but then they struggle to get to sleep. So basically what's happening is that their cortisol hormone, the stress hormone, is too high in the morning, sorry, too low in the morning and too high in the evening. And we see this a lot. And actually we had this um, very similar thing because we you can actually get tests for this hormone they're not particularly expensive it's just a case of taking saliva three times throughout the day we actually did this test and we found that our cortisol was too low in the morning 
it actually wasn't too high in the evening. It was okay, but it was too low. So we were straight, we were always thinking, why are we so tired in the mornings? And it was actually ever since we started, we uh, when we were playing professional rugby, we basically overtrained by a long way. And what that what that meant was that we were producing this hormone too much. And so in the end, we were struggling to produce enough. So that was why it ended up being low in the mornings. And so we, the fact that we had actually had this test allowed us to actually do something about it. And it is not that hard to actually do a few different uh, things to increase the hormone or decrease the, the stress hormone if you need to. So work work on then then is the number one thing is if you're chronically stressed is try and remove the stressor it's often very hard to do that but that is one of the main things you can do for example it might be that you're constantly arguing in a relationship uh, you could perhaps step away from that and that would reduce the stress there but the first thing actually before that i think you jumped the gun there a little bit mark is to decide what happens to you so do you struggle to get out of bed in the morning and do you struggle to but struggle to go to sleep in the evening because that's not necessarily the case so some people might get out of bed easily but struggle to go to bed uh, get to sleep so it depends on you personally but is that all caused by stress it's all caused by the ho- the cortisol hormone and yeah. that is released when when in times of stress okay so if you're caused if stress causes this then the number one thing surely would be to actually it doesn't identify you're looking it. at me like you want to fight do you, you want to fight is that, is well, that because you're this wrong. Is going? that you're could wrong. be a new high or a new low of the podcast is when we have a physical fight their last one was what three and a half years ago hence the scar on your eye true he did he did um scar my eye anyway uh basically i'm saying that the stress you know where it would no matter what is the issue yeah. in, the in the in the end result if you're having a lot of if you're having chronic levels of stress then you will actually end up struggling to get out of bed there we go okay win so. number one win for mark so yeah so try and identify what is the cause of the stress it could be job it could be um work or well, that same thing it could be um relationships it could be that you're doing lots of steady state marathon style training yep that's one to actually mention that a lot of people don't realize causes a lot of stress and causes you to release that cortisol hormone is doing long steady bouts of aerobic type exercise and so that's why we say that the most effective way for fat loss actually the most effective way for body composition overall is short sharp bouts of high intensity type training and resistance work because again the problem with when you release cortisol is it's acidic and your body wants to be in a more alkaline state so to do that it ends up taking glutamine from the muscles breaking down your muscles and actually taking calcium away from your bones, so breaking down your bones. So chronic levels of stress and um, high rele- you know, too much releasing of that cortisol, horm- cortisol hormone can cause you to lose muscle and actually lose bone um, density as well. Good, good points. I just thinking then actually, um, wouldn't it be funny if we had a little video camera videoing us as we're uh, doing uh, this? No. Because I reckon that would be a good little blooper thing as we punch each other and things anyway <clears throat> back to the task at hand yeah so i think the a lot of people will find that when they think about it they struggle to get out of bed um when i say you should be popping out of bed you know you should be jumping up raring to go and then a lot of people struggle to get to sleep and so basically that like i said it means that your cortisol is too low in the morning and too high in the evening now the most effective way i've found we found over years of experience to 
decrease that cortisol hormone in the evening and allow you to sleep far more effectively and handle stress a lot better is through magnesium. It's one of the most cost-effective ways of doing it. We found really, really, um, really easy to do. Just taking a couple of um, magnesium, which are naturally, you know, naturally, you naturally take them in anyway, and just taking that little bit of extra so that you're able to have enough magnesium to one go to sleep, um, sleep effective, sleep well, two to handle stress because every time you end under stressful situation, you deplete magnesium. But I wanted to talk about all the different ways that cortisol can be raised too high. Right. So why don't we do like a like a little tennis match where I'll say one and then you have to say one back to me because there is nothing written down. So this could be where finally I can prove. Okay, yeah. go for it. So I'm going to go with being dehydrated. So not drinking enough water can be a, uh, a reason that you produce too much cortisol because it puts your body under stress. Eating foods that you're intolerant to. Your body reacts as if it's uh, a pathogen, you know, so like um, something that it doesn't want in its body and reacts the same. So, um, and it reduces, uh, produces cortisol. Gluten. <laughs> you can't have that one because that's the same thing. Well, it's not. It's different. It's slightly different. Intolerance. So a lot of people have heard of gluten being gluten intolerant, but a lot of people don't realize that you can be intolerant to certain foods, and that's very individual. So a lot of some people can be intolerant to beef. Some people could be intolerant to fish. They could be intolerant to um, onions. There's loads of different um, things that you can be intolerant to. So one of the effective ways of doing that, if you, you should, you, a lot of people will know that they, if a food gives them a bad stomach or gives them spots, things like that. So for example, a lot of people say that the ones to really start taking out easiest and do it for two weeks and then see are would be gluten, dairy, um, and they'd be the first two to really look at and then take them out for two weeks. And then if you then reintroduce them and you find that you're actually getting symptoms from it, then obviously that would be one that's causing the cortisol hormone to be produced in your body and store fat around your stomach area. Another one would be lack of sleep, funnily enough. Good, as in not getting enough. Not getting enough. Okay, um, I'll go with lack of quality sleep, so not getting enough quality sleep. That's called piggybacking. Um, another one would be... Just uh, an outside stressor such as a bad boss or, um, you know, a, a, a not positive relationship. Good. Um, mine would also would be not having a positive outlook on life. So focusing on negatives rather than positives. So not something doesn't necessarily have to be bad happening to you to cause the stress. You might just find that some people focus on the negatives rather than the positives and that causes stress to them. Stony silence. Um, lack of recovery from exercise, which I might add is very, very hard to do for the average person. Um, but that is one. If you overtrain and don't recover, then you can produce too much cortisol, which is what we ha we did when we were uh, professional uh, sports people. But, uh, I mean, we were, we were training, training three ridiculous, times a day at least. And ridiculous amounts of time a day. Amount. We used to warm up for 20 minutes, didn't 20 we, minutes on, on the treadmill. Like 16 fast. kilometers an hour. That was yeah. that was our warm up for 20 minutes on that. Um, but but for the most people, you don't have to worry about it. But it's still an option. I pass it back to you, Stephen. Um, five, four, three, two, one. And so There's we loads. Have, I can't think of any. So we have a winner there, and it's called Mark. Okay, I hope you've, uh, you might have probably identified perhaps one of those that you're actually experiencing or, or what perhaps could be causing you to have too raised uh, cortisol. 
um, and ways to combat all this. I mean, the first one to look at would normally be most people's training. If they're doing too much long steady state cardio, that's the normal thing for a lot of people to look at. Also, with the next one, would probably be to look at the types of food you're eating. Right. Okay. And then quality of sleep as well. Quality of sleep is an easy one to really um, sort out. There's also herbs uh, and natural supplements that you can take to help with reducing your cortisol or increasing your cortisol, depending on what you need at certain times, mm -hmm. such as... Oh, it, what should actually I should we should have mentioned was that the another problem that cortisol can cause the stress hormone is that it can affect libido. Right. Yes. So with your with stress cortisol high, you won't be able to produce the same amount of sex hormones. Um, testosterone will be lower and things like that. So you the libido will suffer. Right. So that's why people know when they're stressed, they tend not to. Um, have the same sort of libido as they do when they're relaxed. Mm -hmm. So the supplements that um, can help, apart from magnesium, um, would be holy basil. Good very one. effective. Um, there is a, a type of herbs called adaptogens. Basically, they adapt to if your cortisol is low when it should be high, they'll increase it, and if it's high when it should be low, they'll decrease it. They actually do whatever's needed, and they're called adaptogens. So holy, holy basil would be a good one. Licorice. Licorice is a very good one in the mornings because that will raise your. Um, as a supplement, not as a sweet. And that'll actually increase what's called is basically increase the half-life of cortisol, which basically will mean that you'll you have more energy at that mid-morning time of day. We took that when we were sorting That was one of the ones we took out when we sorted ours out. Another one would be in the to if you're struggling to get up in the morning would be carnitine. Mm. And I'm actually looking into um, making this available for all DVCC clients because carnitine's a really great one for one, giving you energy, but also it makes you insulin sensitive and things like that helps you lose body fat basically but carnitine is a really good one if say for example you're a, a stressed man and you'll get you have to go to london to work or what have you then carnitine would be a really good one to really help you out in the mornings yeah good okay uh, oh we should have added too much um caffeine stimulate stimulants can cause stress okay too many stimulants not yeah. just caffeine no. necessarily okay because um because we're sitting here drinking coffee so it's not at the right times it's not a bad thing no. so um, people will say it is, however, they are wrong. Uh, so you can have too much, sure, yeah. um, and at wrong times, but in general, it is a good thing if used properly. Mm -hmm. So I think we should uh, finish it there. We could go into real, real super depth about this. Maybe we'll, we will in later podcasts, but I think it should give you enough to look at your own lifestyle, your own um, life, basically, to see whether you are finding that, yes, I'm, I'm struggling to get up in the morning, but struggling to get to sleep or, or what have you, vice versa, depending on how it can be. And hopefully giving you a few things to look at that you can easily look at to make sure that, you know, they're not the things that are causing you to be storing fat around your stomach. Now, your action steps that I would like you to take. We Like we say, we've got um, hundreds of people downloading this podcast every month now. What I want you to do, though is you listen to this, you're finishing listening to it now, is comment below. Let us know what perhaps stress that you're under or if you're if it's affecting your sleep or fat loss efforts, and then we'll be able to give you the best thing that you can do for it. So comment below in, on the Facebook box and let us know. Oh, and uh, if you think you know anyone that would benefit from um, being able to download these and listen to them, then you know by all means send them the podcast. Yeah, and they can simply put their email address in the top doesn't of, matter where they are. They can be in Timbuktu, as we've discussed before. Which is a place. They can put the, in, their email at the top in the box, and then we'll, um, we'll send it whenever time we release a new one. Sure. Take care, and have a lovely week. See you soon.